0: This is the Comp Effect Podcast. When you focus on workers' compensation, you'll have a safer work environment, more productive staff, lower expenses, and you'll crush your competition. We're sharing real-world stories, actionable tips, business-friendly advice, and information to help your business. I'm your host, Todd Tams. Enjoy the show. Greetings everybody. And welcome back to this week's episode of the comp effect podcast today. We have a fantastic guest lined up for you today, Mark Manera. So Mark Manera is doing some really cool things, uh, in regards to, uh, fitness and health in the trucking space. And specifically what he does is he helps trucking companies make more money by not only decreasing their workers' compensation costs, but he also helps decrease their health insurance costs. He's the founder of this really cool company called the Trucking Fitness Company, and his website is www.truckinfit.com. Mark, thanks for stopping by today. Todd, thank you so much for having me on. Dude, I'm I, I'm glad that you're here. And for for most of the people that listen to this show, they know that we're pretty unscripted. Um, there's no formal agenda here. We just talk about you know kind of what your company does, and we tie that back into workers' compensation. And so. Uh, a week or two ago, I was looking for experts in the industry to talk about workers' compensation with truckers. Um, there's, the, there's a lot going on in the trucking industry. They pay a lot for workers' compensation insurance where they have injuries are really costly. And I come across your LinkedIn profile and all of the work, that you've, all the work that you've done and all the work that you're continuing to do. And so can you just help educate me and our listeners on just you know, who you are and what your background is? Yeah. So, I mean,
1: I think it's uh, great to kind of take a step back and tell you my story about how I got into the trucking industry. Because, you know, I think specifically when you get into trucking, uh, you hear all these people who are, you know, third generation truck truck driver. I'm, you know, I've been... My dad grew up in the industry. I grew up as a kid around truck drivers, and that's what inspired me. And, you know, I kind of have a different story of how I got into it. And um, I have a background in physical therapy. And, you know, like I was telling you, I uh, am six, seven months away from graduating uh, with my doctorate degree. Uh, It's been a long seven years. And I actually got started with working with truck drivers on the rehab side of things uh, in a PT clinic. Have you ever been to physical therapy before?
0: Never had, I, have been fortunate enough to never need physical therapy.
1: That's good. Well, so the difference is, is it's not like going to a primary doctor where the doctor's in and out in five minutes, you got a lot more time to talk, you know, get to know your patient and everything like that. And um, it was, you know, I think my first truck driver I worked with in the clinic was a 40 year vet who'd been driving for 40 years, just had a total knee replacement. And, uh, you know, I really just got to hear his story, kind of the things he struggles with, um, you know, the good and the bad of the trucking industry really. And, uh, you know, through that, and I think he was actually a work comp case and, throughout the rest of the time in the clinic, I think probably 90, 95 percent of the truck drivers I worked with were work comp cases. You know I just really saw that you know a lot of that bad aspects of the trucking industry was really the reason why they were in the clinic in the first place. They You know you have a group of drivers that um, you know, have a life expectancy 16 years less than the average population just because of your job description. Um, You know, 85% of them are overweight, nearly 50% are obese, and one in seven have diabetes. And, you know, through hearing those statistics, seeing kind of the need and, you know, hearing the firsthand stories of kind of what they've been through and, you know, really the lack of resources and guidance they have when they're out on the road for months and weeks at a time. You know, it really just inspired me to, you know, give them an opportunity to fight back and, you know, not go down this path that so many drivers find themselves going down.
0: I'm amazed at those statistics. I did not realize that. I I mean, the trucking industry has a 16 year shorter lifespan than any other.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So if you're a truck driver, yeah, you know, I think if you start talking to drivers, it's like they say 55. 55 is this year that no one wants to hit because that's the year they know they don't do something about it. It starts going downhill. Um, and it's it's really scary, you know, for them. And it's really sad from a, uh, you know, just from a human level, right? Of, you know, I deep down in my core, you know, really believe that no one's career should define their health, right? And right oh. now in the trucking industry, that's exactly what's happening. Um, and when I got deeper and deeper into it, what I'm realizing and what I've continued to realize is that, you know, everyone in the industry wins if the drivers are healthy. Flip side, everyone loses if they're unhealthy. And I'm sure you talked about this all the time with other uh, in other podcasts of, you know, the companies, the, insur- or the trucking companies, the insurance companies are all CX of that unhealthy population going out on their trucks, you know, for months at a time. And, um, you know, we can get into some statistics and stuff like that, but it's costing them so much money. And on the flip side, you know, right now in the industry, they're talking about a driver shortage. And when you look at it from the outsiders looking in, you know, Todd, what, what's your first thought when you think of a truck driver?
0: My experience with truck drivers, I mean, it's, it's a tough lifestyle. Um, most of the truck drivers I know, I would I would probably agree with your assessment. Um, it's a sedentary lifestyle, so that tends to lead to weight gain. Um, the whole system with trucking, it's you know, there's not a healthy option for them at the truck stop. It's fried chicken or you know burgers or I mean, they're forced to make a, a their their health their eating decision based upon what they have in front of them and that's never a good option.
1: Yeah, you know and, and like kind of off of what you're saying, you know, when you, when societal and cultural standpoint, you know, when you think of drivers, you think of this, you know, overweight guy who's a little rough on the edges yeah. and, you know, maybe if you're alone at the truck stop you walk the other way because, you know, you don't know, right? And I think from the outside looking in and, you know, you see the lifestyle they live like you said, you hear these statistics and it's like well, I'm going to be honest, I don't really desire to be a truck driver, right? And other people are not growing up unless they have like a dad or a family that grew up as a truck driver. No one's like, you know, when I'm five years old, I want to be a truck driver. I guess some people are, but you you get the point. It's not, you know, it's not this like super desirable lifestyle and job. And um, I think the health of drivers uh, really plays into a role of that too.
0: I would agree. I mean, What's the saying? If you, if you ate food today, think a farmer or, and if it was, you know, fresh, think a trucker or something like that. I mean, we're in a whole nationwide shortage right now of truckers. And we were just talking about it this morning about the, uh, the guys at coffee were talking about the projects that need to be done this summer. And there's a lack of tankers. There's a lack of belly dumps. There's a lack of people to drive those. And what does that do for our, for the projects that need to be done to move, you know, move these businesses along?
1: No, exactly. And, you know, there's not very much good that came out of 2020, but if you want to, you know, pull something out, uh, I think that 2020 gave us, uh, gave the truck drivers at least some more recognition from the public. And I think there was a lot more of, hey, thank you truck drivers for being out there when we're all at home and still getting, you know, my, my coffee to the store so I can drink it in the morning. Right. And um, so, So I completely agree. And and that's really been our mission at the Trucking Fitness Company of, you know, how can we really make a systematic change in the industry and, uh, you know, really give these drivers and uh, the ability to not let these statistics happen to them. Um, And what I think uh, to make that happen, I think that's going to take a systemic approach and it's going to take the insurance Companies, it's going to take the trucking companies all to buy into this and really see empower their drivers and see that trickle down effect.
0: So how do you? I, I know from the workers' compensation side and the health insurance side, um, and, and this is going to be a tough conversation today because I don't want to say all truckers are overweight and all truckers are. No, unhealthy.
1: absolutely not. Absolutely not.
0: Because C- they're not. But I mean, I think if we can peel back the onion here and have an honest conversation and And for those people that are listening to it, I think Mark and I, we just want to promote change and promote better outcomes. But the reality is if, if you have a knee injury, the recovery time of that knee injury is magnified. If you're overweight or obese, um, the health outcomes in cost double and triple when you're obese and have another comorbidity. Um, and so then you tend to have higher. I mean, do you tend to have higher costs? Those higher costs trickle into workers' compensation and trickle into what businesses can pay. It affects not only the health insurance plan, it affects the workers' compensation insurance plan. And I I mean, I don't know where we start. A lot of the truck drivers I know are uh, maybe the the owner-operator. They just do it themselves. So there's not an HR department or a boss saying, hey, let's talk about health and wellness today. They're paying for all this stuff on their own. Uh, which is why I think your company, the trucking fitness company is so great because we're helping change that. So, I mean, tell me a little bit more about how do you, how do you begin to shift that and change an industry and change behaviors that truck drivers have been in for so long?
1: Yeah. You know, when I, that was the biggest question, right. When starting this whole thing and uh, by no means have I, you know, nailed nailed the complete answer <laughs> out on the wall and I'm saving all these people's lives cuz this is a huge uh this is a huge undertaking and um you know when you've got an industry of you know in North America of almost 3 million drivers right uh no one man or one company can make this change on its own so you know this is a really uh, uh army and the more people we go to battle with you know the the better or you know the more people we can really change their lives and and uh that impact but you know what I noticed when I first started this was it's kind of two ways right there's there's uh you know a lot of trucking companies and a lot of stuff out there on the internet is they give drivers info pamphlets and they say oh here's here's how you know here's some healthy lifestyle tips here's you know some healthy meals to make um, or the drivers can go. You know how to eat healthy or how to exercise, and you at that point it's like overload, and they've got so many things trying to go on. And um, what I realize is that there's really not something out there that is smacks drivers in the face with "this is built for you and your lifestyle." You know, when me and you, Todd, when when we're done with work we right now we just open the open our door and go to the kitchen and we're home with our family these guys live such a different life uh Mm -hmm. the over the road guys and even the guys who are uh are driving local and make it home every you know they're still driving you know 11 out 10 to 11 hours a day uh potentially working up to 13 hours um and you can't take someone with that lifestyle and then give them advice that's built for the average person. You have to really create something that adapts to what they can do on the road and really, um, you know, shows them that you understand the struggles that they're going through and that you're here to not make it, you know, not make their life, you know, make their choices 100% perfect, but we're trying to make them better. And one step in the right direction is is the goal that I have. And that's kind of the direction that I um, – and the mindset that I try to get these drivers. Uh, because, you know, a lot of them, what they do, they try to make all these huge lifestyle changes, just like all of us, right? We try to do these 30-day challenges and flip everything upside down. And, you know, what I'm really trying to do hey – let's look at your life. Let's look where you have, you know, you've got a 30, a mandatory 30 minute break. What can we fit into that break? Um, And just kind of get the ball rolling or uh, for the trucking reference, get the tires turning. Right. So, so that's kind of been our approach and really just trying to create, um, you know, the ultimate health and wellness experience for drivers and something that when they've got time or when they're waiting for a load, they can pull out their phone. we an app-based platform, and they can just start their workout right there and not have to try to figure out, you know, where the closest gym is, or do I have this hour to fit it in? And all of these things that, you know, are just barriers that they're setting up to make it harder for them.
0: I'm guessing you're probably also struggling with, hey, there's, there's peer pressure, right? I mean, you roll into the truck stop and you see a guy get out of the 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 semi and he starts doing weird calisthenics i mean i don't know that most I, maybe maybe my perception's all wrong but i'm assuming there's a couple guys inside that might have a chuckle um as to hey what's billy over here doing you know so oh, i'm assuming you're combating like just the natural hey there's this culture of truckers and if you want to spin off and be the 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 first person that's going to start doing the trucking fitness program and things like that, you're going to meet some challenges along the way, just with who you hang out with.
1: I completely agree. And and here has been the number one little thing. That's been a game changer for a lot of these drivers. Tell me, uh, we've got, uh, different programs. And one of our options is a completely in the truck option. So these guys can pull the curtain, they don't have to get out, uh, you know. I we work with some people up in Canada, and uh, Canada up in December, no one wants to get out and work out outside of the truck. So, and I'm building when we built this, it was like, okay, how can we really check all of the boxes for these guys, and and uh, having where they can work out right in their truck is uh, has been a game changer. And from you know, we've got some people who are kind of self conscious about that. Yeah. Uh, and so having the ability to, you know, do it in the privacy of their truck, you know, we always say you spend enough time in your outside, it's probably pretty good for your mental health, but if that's what it takes for them to exercise and feel comfortable to do it consistently, I'm all about it.
0: So walk me through, what does that look like for a truck driver who's doing your program in their truck in, in the middle of December in Canada?
1: Yeah. So, so, okay. So let me just, let me, let's just walk through kind of how the program works. Right. So we're an app-based platform. What we offer is uh, two daily workouts. So one is called the truck fit workout. Um, And it is based off of kind of their fitness level, their preferences, like I said, uh, up in Canada, or if they're down in Florida, maybe they do want to get out of the truck. We put them in different levels uh, because, you know, the guy who's been in In the industry for 40 years and hasn't worked out since high school needs a different program than maybe a 25 year old who's just getting into trucking, but wants a little guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have different levels based off of that and they get a, they get a daily workout and that could be in the truck out of the truck. Uh, There's no extra gym or no, no gym required and no special equipment. We actually give all of the drivers a resistance band super lightweight easy to carry around in their truck um and is anytime air in the world they can do their workout because they're always by their truck Um, so those are all 20 to 30 minutes long every single day the other option and the other thing that we have is we give them a five minute truck stop break workout that's awesome to get some blood flowing move a little bit you know when they're pumping gas when they're maybe they're on their 30 minute break and they don't have time they some other things they need to do but they still want to you know move a little bit that's been awesome and then from like a habit standpoint um you know consistency is huge and it kind of gets that momentum going and people who are like habitual about their 20 minute workout or 20, 30 minute workout. And then one day they just get slammed. They're driving hard and it just falls off and then hard to get back on it. But what we've seen is, uh, with the five minute workout, yeah, it's not the full thing, but it keeps that, it keeps it going and it keeps the habit going. Um, and it's really good for motiv- motivation. And, um, we've actually had some drivers who, you know, you know, these guys are, um, coming from a sedentary background and it's crazy what just five minutes of movement a day can do. We've had guys losing 20, 15 pounds in a couple of months from just doing five minutes a day. Um, Wow. Yeah. So that's the workout uh, kind of options that we have every day. And then we also have just a ton of lifestyle and nutrition um, education and habit building. Uh, And I work along with our, uh, registered dietitian who's in-house and we really uh try to you know really give them the mindset that uh you know there's a lot of aspects on the road that they can't control mm-hmm. and i think that that's can be really demotivating if they really put all of their energy into oh my god i can all i can eat is mcdonald's or the truck stop today um and what we really try to encourage them to say is okay hey let's not put your energy into that let's put your energy into what you can control. So, uh, you know, hey, you might only be able to eat at McDonald's, but you can't control that. So what can you control? You can control what you eat at McDonald's. So we've got restaurant guides with all of the restaurants, with all the uh, fast food restaurants in there. And then we've got a super easy uh, guide to help them eat healthy at a truck stop. Um, And just really focusing on making it as easy and as accessible for them. On the road. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I, I would think that'd be a great idea if you don't know what to eat and you're figuring out where you're going to stop and you've got the menu right there for them, especially if somebody's doing the plan, right? I'm doing the 20 minute workout, I'm doing the five minute workout. And I'm guessing the five minute workout is simply just get the blood flowing, stretch your legs a little bit, move around, lube up the joints a little bit, just those type of things just to keep everything moving.
1: Yeah. And and I, I completely forgot, you know, really what we call the biggest part. Right. And um, I'll I'll go quick because I want to get into some of the other stuff that we wanted to talk about of, you know, more work comp specific, but what I really think has been missing for a lot of drivers is the accountability um, and having someone there that's holding them to it. Um, You know, it is really lonely out there for a lot of these guys. And they don't have a lot of people that actually helps them stick to the program. And what we've found is really that bridge that kind of narrows that gap and helps them actually stick to it is accountability. And so we send them daily messages through our app. You know, they've got access to message a coach 24 seven. And then the coolest thing is we actually put all of us into accountability groups. So five to eight drivers in a group together We really try to get the conversation going every week. We, you know, start, uh, start conversations and seen is that not only, you know, gets them to have some friends, right. And, and people who are kind of like-minded and have similar goals, but it also is crazy how much these people are, are ready to open up and and want to talk to someone and tell them, you know, the struggles and he, you know, questions of, you know, what has worked for other drivers and, and it's been to see that happen and, and see these people, um, you know, really uh, on days that they're down, have someone that they can talk to and trust, and not feel like they're going to get judged by. So that's been really awesome to actually get them to consistently show up and and consistently do the program.
0: So let me let me circle back here. Yeah. So you're putting people into groups of six to eight. So if I'm an owner operator. And I think, you know, now is the time I want to change my habits. I want to change my lifestyle a little bit. And I join your program. Will you just assign me with a random group of six or other eight people of that, that are in the program that are just like me? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we have two different paths, right? We have got the corporate wellness, yep. uh, which is more companies signing up. And then we've got, you know, some individual companies that want to make a change. Who sign up, and then we also have the owner operators. For the owner operators and random uh, company drivers, we put them um, we put them together. It's random unless they're like, "Hey, we've got a group that wants to do this together." We we have one of those groups right now. We put them all together, and it works awesome because they already have that relationship, right? For the company and the corporate wellness perspective, it's huge because it not only builds some friends, but it builds that company culture. Oh yeah, and it keeps them engaged and, you know, retention's a huge issue in the trucking industry too. And I know we're not, we're, I, that was last week I was on a retention <laughs> podcast, but we—but what I'm saying is, you know, it is, prior to COVID, one of the best things about working in an office is that you went to the water fountain and you had your buddies that you talked to. This is that for truck drivers. And, uh, it's really cool. It's really, um, really powerful, um, to, you know, see them encourage each other and see them, you know, hold each other accountable too. Um, because, you know, I, I know with my, my friends, it's not all lovey-dovey too. It's, It's a little competition and it's pushing each other. And it's the same way, you know, it's, and Uh, if you've heard drivers talk to each other, you would know exactly what I'm talking about too. Uh, they're not, they're not lovey dovey, um, but they love each other and that's the way they show their love. Right. And, uh, so, so yeah, that, that is kind of really what I feel has been the big missing piece for a lot of wellness programs and a lot of drivers out there is something to actually help them stick to it.
0: So if I was going to tie what you're doing back to workers' compensation a little bit, um, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about here Mm -hmm. because you're right by putting like-minded people in a like-minded group, um, even the insurance agent friends that I hang out with just to bounce ideas off of each other, find out what they're doing, how they're improving their processes. Uh, there's something there that we can take and put in our own firm to not only drive a better process, but drive a better experience for our clients. Uh, I, I think just from a company standpoint, for a company to actually put in some measures, and we see so few companies do it nationwide to have a formal you know, health program. I mean, we'll put in an employee assistance program that employees can call if they want to talk about their mental health. Maybe we've got a wellness thing that we do over here, but I think if we're going to take the holistic view of our employees and we're going to take that holistic view of their health and ingrain that into our company culture, we need to start doing different things. And I don't think we're having those conversations right now. I think everyone's kind of mentaled out and kind of maybe checked out on so many things. And this is the perfect time to pivot and look inward and say, how can I have a better work experience for my employees? What can I do to make sure they come back to work every day? How can I help their mental health? And also how can I help their physical health? Um, And I mean, you look like a pretty physically fit guy (laughs) that I've kind of gotten into it a little more lately. My wife is this just, you know, paleo and gluten-free, and we've got all these different things. And so just going down that path has changed the way that we eat, changed the way that we work out um, to have a, to have a program, I think is cool. So if I'm a company, let's talk about this. If I'm a company and I buy your program, how can I equate that back to workers' compensation or health insurance? And I yeah. go ahead. Sorry, go
1: on. No, 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 no. Sorry. So, you know, I think, um, I, have you heard the cup analogy before?
0: You know what that is. Tell me the cup analogy.
1: So okay, so I, I use this, and we use this in the physical therapy world. Um, so when you look at the amount of stress a driver can handle, physical and mental, throughout the day, I like to think of it as cups. And the more unhealthy and you know frail and overweight. And uh, yeah, just the the more unhealthy a driver is, the smaller their cup is. So you can think of a driver who is maybe um, obese, has diabetes, hasn't exercised or, you know, ate a vegetable in months as this guy who has a shot. And when throughout their day, they're getting stress poured into their cup And the more stress that comes into their cup, the more likely it overflows and an injury or something else happens. But when you start implementing a health and wellness program and you get them healthier, you get them fitter um, and you the process of exercising, uh, their cup starts growing and it gets bigger and bigger. And, you know, the healthier you are, the goal of, you know. German beer beer mug that is just full and they can handle anything that comes at them. Right. And, and not to say that work comp claims, we're going to cut them out completely because that's not how life works. Injuries happen, but the goal is the healthier and fitter these drivers are the less likely an injury is going to happen with, you know, one of the bigger factors when it comes to actual things that you can, um, have control over when it comes to insurance prices. Correct.
0: Yeah. We, we, you can control your workers' compensation premium. Yep. Yep. So exactly. And then
1: on the flip side, you know, when an injury does happen, the healthier they are, they're going to back bounce back. So, you know, the, uh, the less cost per claim that's going to be. And, you know, just like you and your wife, you know, I'm sure you're seeing is when you start exercising this, it, you don't get a six pack tomorrow and and it doesn't work like that, but it's a, um, you know, cultural and long-term investment that you're putting into your drivers and your company that pays off six months, a year, five years down the road.
0: Yeah. So I think that I I don't disagree with anything you just said. And I think in, in my mind, so my wife religiously works out. I mean, every day, she is a machine. I work out maybe three, four, It all depends. It depends on how, what I have going on at work, whether I'm committed that day or not committed that day. And if my bar is her, I'm failing because I, I don't work out every day, but I think doing something's better than nothing and starting somewhere. I mean, just start, just take the first step and start and don't compare yourself to what anybody else is doing. Cause there's always going to be somebody better. And there's always going to be somebody behind you. And you're all on that journey together. I think to tie this back to, you know, workers compensation, um, if, if, if you want to know, so there's one of the neat things I think about your, your app here so many times in workers compensation, Mark, when an employee gets injured and let's say it's a knee injury, right? They're going to be off trucking for maybe six or eight weeks. The only thing they know how to do is truck, whether it's a widget maker or a carpenter or a roof or whatever, they only know how to do what they do. And so suddenly they're stuck at home for six or eight weeks. Personally, that would drive me nuts. I am meant to go out and talk to people and do things and talk to people like you. And to not be able to do that because I'm laid up at home on a workers' compensation injury would just send me out of my mind. And so we talk about the communication that needs to happen after the injury to keep that injured worker engaged. And by having a support staff of your group of six to eight, or even an app that people can reach out on, and they still have that community. They're still doing a program. They're still getting the daily reminders. That's a lot more than a lot of companies are doing right now to even communicate to their injured workers.
1: No, I, I completely agree. And, you know, uh, I, I love that. The way you describe it, the driver, um, because right now in the trucking industry, a lot of companies have a turnover rate of almost, you know, 50, 60%. And, it's just coming in, the drivers are coming in, coming out, and it's costing them around six to $8,000 per turnover. So you're talking about a crazy amount of money that, you know, if it's from an injury, if it's from, yeah. you know, they fail their DOT physical and they have to medically retire. Uh, there's just a lot of different ways where these companies can lose drivers. And if you can keep them engaged through a program like this, through making friends at... Friends with other drivers, uh, it makes a huge difference. And they actually did a study and they found for work comp specific in the trucking industry that it was around, I think they said 3.4 weeks per claim of lost work. So, you know, the metric that you can look at from a trucking specific uh, company is, you know, the what, the net revenue per truck per week, right? So how much money that driver's bringing into the company per week, and they they say it's somewhere between three to five thousand dollars of revenue that drivers coming in. So if you've got an if you can uh, you've got a work comp claim and it's they're missing three and a half weeks of driving, that's somewhere in that. T- to $17,000 of revenue that drivers you're losing from that driver, not being behind the wheel. And then you also have to add in the, how much you're paying for medical bills and potentially years down the line of increased premiums. And it's like, okay, yeah, let's do whatever we can to decrease the likelihood of that happening and, you know, really combat this issue.
0: So what you just described, it's hard to quantify. You know, those are all of the indirect costs with the claim. So you've got a driver not working for 3.4 weeks. You got a truck not making money. How does that translate into a dollar for dollar workers' compensation savings? I think it's hard to show people, but I can show you the clients that are doing it really well and what they're paying and how much less that that is. And I think we have to start somewhere. And part of my part of the reason I want to do this podcast is to change the way that workers' compensation is bought and sold and to have those conversations. So many times when here's how the conversation goes for a trucking firm when they want to work comp quote, here's my payroll here. Here's our current premium. Can you beat it? And like, that's, that's the conversation that we have. Right. And so for some agents out there, it's a race to find the carrier that will offer a slightly cheaper rate and boom, money is saved for the trucking company. The pivot to that, or what I'm trying to communicate is, okay, so maybe you want to save money today. Where's the floor at? What would it look like if what's the floor, the the least amount of insurance that your company could pay? And what would it take to get there? And if you're having overweight employees, if you're having workers' compensation claims, uh, if you're having drivers missing work, all of those Are going to factor into not only a higher cost of workers' compensation, but let's tackle those as part of that workers' compensation conversation. And there's not a single insurance agent out there going to the underwriter and saying, So I met with XYZ Trucking today, and I want to talk to you about why we should negotiate a bigger discount form on WorkComp. And let's talk about that. So, this firm, XYZ Trucking, from the day that an employee gets hired, they have an entire fitness program. They're doing training exercises, they're showing people how to stretch, how to work out, how to make eat, 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 or healthy eating decisions. My words are getting in front of me there. <laughs> um, they're talking about stress. They're talking about not overfilling the cup. And then I'm sure that you've got some metrics that you can say, here's, here's the time spent. People are using this. If you have less stressed out drivers, healthier drivers, you're going to have less claims. Can I quantify that? No, but if you don't have a claim, I can quantify that.
1: I, I I wanna bring you into the sales call <laughs> next time I have a company in because the conversation that companies have when I when I pitch this and I talk about work comp is how can I see savings tomorrow? Yeah. And it's, you can't, I, I completely agree and, and uh, I'm, I'm so happy that you're saying that because it's just confirming what if, I've been saying. If you want
0: me to say it louder, you're yeah, not yeah. gonna see savings today. Okay. You're not exactly. gonna see savings tomorrow. We're talking about a three to five year plan So that you see savings consistently.
1: Mm -hmm. And I, it's conveying that message and it's finding the right person to say, okay, I'm ready to make this investment and I'm ready to wait it out. And I know that this is the right, um, the right move, not only for the business, but on a human level for my drivers and for a cultural company, culture level, uh, you know, perspective. And it's been tough. The trucking industry is, uh, a, lot of, a lot of companies are old school. They've been doing business the same way 30, 40 years. I think as, um, you know, I, I hate to say the bring the generation thing in, but when new generations are coming in and, you know, so I've talked to a lot of companies where, hey, the son's now running it and he's been in the industry. And that's, those are the types of companies that I've been having more success with and getting in and people who understand that. And it's hard to get the company who's been doing it the same way years to say, all right, yeah, let's, let's change this and, and let's give it a shot and I'm going to invest in the long run. There are them out there. And I, again, I'm not trying to downplay any, any companies or, or make any assumptions about that, but I'm just seeing trends. Those are just the trends I'm seeing.
0: So the trends that you're seeing, um, let's take those outside of the trucking industry because that is what is occurring everywhere. I mean, there's a shift whether you're white collar or blue collar to for businesses on how they take care of those injured workers. We're seeing more, uh, more liberal leave time. Um, the ability for people to come and go, uh, you know, some companies out there are offering unlimited uh, paid time off, but there's an expectation there that you still need to get your job done. Right. I see it even in some of the clients that we deal with. We've got some clients who it, they always have a difficulty hiring people. They are always short-staffed. And then we've got some that run a great business and whenever they need to find an employee, suddenly you know they have more applicants than what they want. The differences between those two companies is how they're ran, the benefits they offer, how they treat their employees, and that could even go into you know, how pride in their workplace, how clean, how clean it is, lighting, safety, all of those things. And so part of the thing that I want to talk about with this podcast is this business over here that's fully staffed, that's doing the right things. They're able to capitalize, meet revenue demands, meet sales goals. They're fully staffed. They're able to go farther and do more than the person over here. That's always looking for hiring. And one of the statistics you said a little bit ago was that the turnover rate for truckers is like 55 to
1: 60%. Some companies, you know, it's so variable depending on companies, but okay. there's a really high turnover rate uh, compared to in trucking compared to other industries.
0: What yeah. do you think is causing the turnover rate for trucking companies in your opinion?
1: Um, I think that it's kind of twofold. Uh, okay. I think number one, there's a lot of, I think there's less. Number one, there's uh, a lot of companies that are not caring about their drivers on a human level and they're caring about them on the, and when you go in these Facebook groups and you see the way that drivers are talking about companies, it's really easy to understand that they're not super loyal to them. And, you know,
0: and yeah, and you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, go, yeah, keep going.
1: No, right. And, and that that driver who is, you know, putting a post on the Facebook group of what's the wor- or what company, what major trucking company treats their drivers the worst is the same driver who's on Facebook looking for company who has the best, the best new signing bonus to say, okay, I'm going to shift and move over there now. Um, and I also think that there's a lot of drivers, you know, I think the average age of a truck driver right now is in the mid to low 50s. And when you've got uh, when you've got an average age of that, plus all of these other uh, statistics on driver's health, there's a lot of people having to leave the industry um, because of their health, because of their um, all these different factors. And I think I think those are two issues. Um, But I, I wanted to go back to kind of one thing that you said earlier about kind of bringing the right drivers in. And I think it kind of goes, and I think it goes back. And I really like the, uh, I like to use the analogy, the Chick-fil-A example, right? You know, Chick-fil-A does not, when they hire someone, you know, Todd comes into Chick-fil-A, they don't shove the, you're going to say my pleasure. You're going to be the nicest person in the world. You have to do this or you're fired. They, because of their company culture and the way they run their business, they attract those people. Mm -hmm. They attract the right people. And and I think that's the mindset that if trucking companies really want to, you know, deal with this, um, uh, fix and overcome this retention issue, along with, you know, work, it it ties back into work comp too, but really have the right drivers in their fleet, they have to treat them the way they want their drive. They have to treat their drivers right right? And they have to attract those drivers. And that doesn't happen tomorrow either. Uh, but there are definitely trucking companies out there that treat their drivers right and have a long wait list of people who want to work for them. But because they've got a 95, 97% retention rate, they don't have too many openings. Uh, so their wait list is going to keep being really long and then they can handpick the right one who fits their culture. Um, versus the other company who's like, oh my gosh, uh, bring them all in and we'll just cut the fat in the next month. Right. And, and I don't think that's the right mentality to have.
0: No, I think uh, <laughs> it's funny. You can look around your community, I mean, probably within an hour range. And if you don't know, you can make a phone call and find out if so and so's company is a good place to work at. And you'll get a vibe right now. You can tell the companies that have great culture and the companies that have non-existent culture and it culture is intentional. I mean, it doesn't happen. You have to work on it day in and day out. Uh, We talk about the workers' compensation process. If, if when you have that bad day, you you know, nobody asks for a claim. If you're a truck driver and you asked if you were involved in a car accident, you didn't ask for that. And it's probably going to be pretty serious because you were just driving a semi. Um, how, A company takes care of that truck driver after the claim. Maybe they follow up on them. Maybe they take them groceries at home. I mean, there's so many things that, that don't cost hardly anything other than a little bit of time to show that that injured worker, how valuable they are and how much a company misses them. And I think that's the pivot. Like when, when people are at their worst, they're not working, they're on reduced income, they're laid up with an injury and your company goes and just a little bit extra effort to make sure they're taken care of. Guess where that injured worker is going to want to come back to. Your they're going company? to want to come back to the company yeah. they just left because the company took care of them as opposed to the company that's got bad health plan, poor recruiting, poor training, poor safety. I mean, you name it. I would jump to go work for a company that I don't want to work for anybody else, but I would, <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear, but I would, I, I believe that, those are the kind of places that people want to go work at that care about them that just go that little extra bit. And then you, you don't have the retention issues. You don't have the turnover issues. You don't have the claims issues. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but for crying out loud, be intentional, be intentional with your culture and your recruitment.
1: I, I completely agree. Uh, and, and that's kind of where, you know, I am, you know, I 100% agree that this goes way bigger from you know birds eye view this is much bigger issue than just health and wellness but specifically in the trucking industry because of the state these drivers are in it's a great place to start and yeah. it's a great place for these companies to say hey we know this is an issue we know that life on the road is really tough but we're here to help you and give you the resources to make this change um, and, what's the feedback
0: what's the feedback you're hearing from some of the companies that, that have signed up for this? What are, what are they saying? What are their workers saying?
1: Yeah. So I I think the biggest thing that uh, I'm hearing from companies is I hear uh, kind of twofold. So number one is kind of at the beginning of, well, do I make all of my drivers do this or do I just do a survey and whoever wants to do it, they can come on and do that. Um, And kind of that, boundary of a lot of don't want to do some type of health and wellness thing yep. on their own but uh you know i take the approach that i think any driver can get something out of our program and i think you put them all in it and they get in their group they if if all they do is the community aspect that's way they're going to get a ton out of that right and, uh, you know, you get the restaurant guides and that kind of stuff. And then the other thing is uh, we are still a startup. We're still at the beginning stage. We've been in business nine months. Um, we are not at that point where we have, you know, this great testimonial company that changed everything there, you know, their bottom gone way down and, you yep. um, know, all of these different but it's in the works, right? And, and we're, seeing, we're seeing the small successes at the driver level. And when it starts at that level, I know it's gonna come from the other, uh, at the next level too.
0: Yeah. So. Mark, it, it market all starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I know the people that are doing something like this today, even if you roll it out, you're not gonna have every employee or every truck driver use the app. Until, until something happens in their life that they, they have that epiphany where they wanna make a change, they're not gonna buy into this but employers can talk about it and communicate it and you're going to have some level of of, uh of employees that want to use this and then that's how momentum starts Mm -hmm. you know bob starts seeing better results less stress gets a little healthier and then maybe joe wants to start doing it too and then mark and then you know the list goes on and on and on
1: i completely agree yeah just start somewhere right It's funny you say that because that's something I say all the time to the drivers is like, hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be something. You gotta start somewhere. Exactly.
0: Yeah, perfection gets in the way of progress all the time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, as a tech startup, I you know, and I'm doing one the same. We are we're literally building the car while we're driving it. I mean, that's how it goes. We're gonna make a few mistakes, we're gonna fix, we're gonna recover, we're gonna move on, but we're going in the direction we need to go day in and day out. And that's all it takes.
1: Yeah. Put your MVP out there and see what happens. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what else you want to talk about today, Mark?
1: You know, I think, I think we hit up, you know, a lot of, a lot of great points and I really liked that we were able to, you know, get into more of the, you know, how the companies are true drivers because I, I really think that's something that's not talked about enough. Um, in the industry and has kind of been similar to, you know, this mindset of like, I'm a driver, my health doesn't matter. Uh, It's kind of been a similar path of uh, their company, you know, they've got company drivers, they don't care about us, you know, uh, they just, they just want us to get from point A to point B at this, you know, by this time. Um, And I think that, more we can talk about it, the more we can educate and, you know, kind of show the benefits uh, the better the whole industry gets. So yeah, I appreciate that.
0: I I totally agree. And I think with anything right now, I mean, especially trucking, there's a shortage of drivers. If there's a shortage of supply, how do you increase demand, right? Prices go up. Things Mm -hmm. have to change. Companies need to pivot. It doesn't always tie back to money. I know we talk about that, a great work environment and a good company culture that's intentional and in how they treat their workers goes a long way in the hearts and minds of that, of the trucker and their family.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, Todd. Yeah. I really appreciate
0: it. Mark. Thanks so much for being on today. So sure. before we wrap up today, I ask people three questions. Okay. Um, and these are the, for me, these are probably the most insightful questions, but, uh, and we share them on, uh, on your social media page, but are, are you reading anything right now?
1: yeah so uh i am like off and on um with i'm often on with different audio books uh okay. I'm, I'm an audio but i'm much more podcast guy um and i think the last oh actually no i am reading something so i read have you heard uh of business made simple do you know who donald miller is
0: i do know who that is he's got yeah. a couple books out i believe he
1: does his, his book story brand is amazing um yep. And, uh, I, this is his newest book. I read a chapter every morning.
0: Um, so yeah, that's what I'm reading. Cool. The it's interesting that you mentioned audiobooks. I, I had to cancel my audible subscription cause I'm so into podcasts. Like that's, I, I couldn't listen to a book cause I always wanted to turn on to see what the podcast guy had to say, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. What are you spending more money on right now than you should?
1: Uh, college tuition <laughs> that's that's about it uh no i'm uh with with uh kind of the combination of the combination of um running this startup and trying to start this kind of start this company yep being in my last semester of physical therapy school just got married in august uh Congrats! No, thank you very much. And oh, I just—I we actually just bought a car, so we're picking it up this afternoon. So that's—that's that's what we—that's uh, what we're spending too much money on.
0: There you go. That's a lot of stuff. And then the last thing we let you do is just give our listeners a piece of advice, something that you want to communicate to the world.
1: Yeah, something I've been thinking about a lot. And this is you know, this will be not trucking at all. It's like the power of the cold outreach and how many people are so willing to have a conversation with you and want to help uh slash learn more about what you're doing and um i have you know todd you you did that to me for this but there's been so many different things so many different uh, situations i've been put in because i just said hey i'm gonna ask what's the worst thing that's gonna happen um, and it's opened up so many doors. So that's just been something I've been thinking about and trying to intentionally do. Um, and right now it's really specific into the trucking industry cause I'm trying to get yep. the name out there, but, uh, I've kind of had that, uh, mindset through a lot of couple, a lot of different things throughout my life and it, it works out really well.
0: It's amazing what happens if you take the call in it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: So Mark dude, just thanks for coming on the show today. Um, uh, For a guy that's bootstrapping up a new technology trucking fitness company, uh, applaud to you. I mean, way to go. Um, I'm here to support you in any way I can to help you change the world and make truck drivers safer, healthier, and better outcomes for all of them. And uh, thanks for being on the podcast today, man. Best of luck to you.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun
0: uh, LinkedIn, the best way for people to get a hold of you. Yeah. Mark
1: Manero on LinkedIn. Um, if website, like you said, in the beginning, uh, truck and fit T R U C K I N F I T.com. Um, and yeah, uh, feel free to reach out on either one. I'm open for a conversation and I'm open for, uh, trucking companies out there. Let's change your driver's lives.
0: Come on. I love it. All right, Mark. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.